Welcome to Alan Bain Club Podcast with Al and Bain. Welcome. Yeah, yeah, obviously the, the first episode of what we hope will be a, a, a long-running series of podcasts that we're going to put out for you all. Generally, I think we've got a lot to say on <laughs> stupid amount of topics. Yeah, well, a stupidly small amount of topics, probably. And the same thing over and over, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah, you know, it may be two, three pods down the line when we start repeating ourselves and we think, <laughs> fuck, we should stop this. But who knows? That's probably the first fuck of many that you're going to hear. So if you don't like it, turn off now. <laughs> your shits. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I've obviously been withholding quite a bit of news. I say quite a bit of news, a bit of news um, from you. Yeah, but a single piece of news. Single bit of news, because it's so wild. As as you may be aware, there was the Isle of Wight Festival last weekend. Well aware of it, being yes. Being the his, hugely historic festival up there with Woodstock. Um, <laughs> of course, yeah. So, they, they've obviously had a mixed palette of artists to, to see all face. Um, and Jess Glynn was the headliner of... Saturday night, I believe. Fair enough, yeah. For the popsters out there, had this obviously the smash hit last year, which I think was the most listened to track of 2018. Essentially, she cancelled her set 10 minutes before she was due to go on stage. Who filled in? Who covered? What the fuck's going on? Well, fortunately, Richard Ashcroft was already on stage, so he did an extra like half hour. And he's got the back catalogue to back it up, to be fair. But yeah, Rich Ashcroft filled in. They managed to fill the slot, but she couldn't do it because of uh, uh, anxiety and her body wasn't up for it. That was the official reason. I mean, really? I mean, you're 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 being a musician. Surely you should live for being on stage. You're not going on stage. What the fuck's going on? Well, there is there is an extra nugget to this story, which is just just puts it above normal cancellations. Obviously, cancellations of musicians normally have something else in them. And this is definitely one of those. She On the Friday night, um, she was at Wembley with the Spice Girls. She opened for the Spice Girls. So, so she got so smashed and couldn't perform. She was uh, seen going out of Wembley at 5am in the morning with the Spice Girls. <laughs> Didn't get in till 7am. <laughs> Good honour, to be uh, fair. Flew, I, I flew don't to, judge her for that. Flew to the Isle of Wight at 9am uh, in the morning. And... Uh, yeah, her body failed her, as she? But... Well, it's a little bit of a poor show. A day should be more than enough to recover. Well, it's a few hours. <laughs> 12 hours. I mean, okay, get yourself a Macca's, get yourself like a nice glass of water, get yourself a glass a of juice. A orange Lucasaid. Get a mouth shower, get yourself a naked mouth smoothie. Shower, yeah. And oh my God, you're going to be on top form. You could be out there <laughs> performing anytime you want to. I, I would have respected her if she um, went out there, performed and was shit. Yeah, much more. Like, I, I think I definitely respect the kind of hangover like, look. Like, if half not, a... not try in the outfit and just go out there and just be like, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty fucked still, uh, but I'm loving it and I'm loving it. She wears life. sunglasses. It's, I mean, it wasn't the best of weather because there was a tornado, but, you know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so the shades, you know, is a little bit of an excuse. I'd have loved it if she disappeared off stage to go and chunder. That would have been the dream. A tactical chunder, a TC right off the bat. Mm. Walk out, one song. Ooh, I'll be back in a second. <laughs> TC off stage, mic'd up still. Somehow mic'd up. Hear the TC, come back on stage. And that's what I'm talking about. That is rock and roll right there. Yeah. 
I, I think she should have done that, and if it went badly, well, she shouldn't feel so hard on herself. Well, what else has been in the news? I normally keep abreast of the situation. I'm very much not abreast of the situation. Yeah. Hidden from the public eye. Obviously, being such a minor celebrity as myself, I, I don't like to go out. You don't don't read the news. Don't, no, it's o- often all about me. So, what, what's been rocking your world recently? What's been rocking my world? That is a, a good question. I mean... New music, new discoveries, old albums that you've rediscovered. Obviously, Yizzy. Yizzy, yeah. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but that's how I'm pronouncing it. No, well, it's not Yeezy, is it? Yeezy? That's, I, that's I've got Kanye. no idea. Kanye, yeah. I know, I'm fucking awful at pronouncing names. But Yizzy, new grime artist. Loving him. Absolutely loving him. I don't sound like a grime kind of guy, but I fucking am. Love love a bit of grime every now and again. So, so has he released an album yet? Or is I think it's an EP. Okay. Or possibly an album. I'm not entirely sure. I mean, I have to get fact checked at some point, I'm sure. But I think overall, the new Yizzy stuff, Grime Street, I think it's called spectacular stuff. I mean, there's some real deep songs going in there. And I think overall, new Grime artist going to be Stormzy. It's called Welcome to Grime Street, and it is a new album been released. New Literally album. just been fact checked right there. That is live broadcasting right there. <laughs> Yeah, thanks to our R&D department. Um, <laughs> yeah, we've got hundreds of people backstage. You wouldn't yeah. be able to see them or even hear them, but they're working like tiny little squirrels. That are, that they're all squirrels. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we've managed to train a lot of squirrels to do this for us. It was a lot of, lot of time and a lot of processes, mm. but they're there and they are working mm. real hard. There's one chick monk, which is the leader, obviously. <laughs> So, yeah, Yizzy, I'm quite left field. I was quite surprised. Well, I shouldn't be surprised because I know what you like. You like a bit of grime. You like um, urban urban music quite a bit. Well, you're who does little deviant. I know, a very wide kind of music sense here. When we go to, do I like grime? Yes. Do I like, I don't know, some kind of country and western? Fuck yeah. <laughs> Depends but, on the country and western. It's not in a good state at the moment, uh, is it? Like, have you listened to it? There's a lot of uh, clap tracks. I can't say I've been heavily into the country and western, given the fact that we're sort of very much in a kind of rocky mood at the moment with uh, just gone to see Eagles of Death Metal, which mm. are fucking fantastic. Amazing. Everyone should go see them if they've got yeah. a chance. <sighs> Ignore the, the right-wing tendencies and the, the controversy around that, because obviously poor Jesse's had a, a tough few years. All um, I can say is, live they are pure sex. Yeah. And by that I mean, I'm going to go on stage and have sex with any of them because that is incredible. Even the bassist actually knows she was quite well. Yeah. <laughs> what are you saying? She wasn't a traditional bassist. I just went for the stereotypically shit uh, musician. Don't go <laughs> fucking with the bassist for me. You know that I am playing the bass. You know that I love it. Don't go fucking messing with the bass. You know it's the best instrument you can play. It's um, pretty sexy, to be fair. Oh, yeah. Who doesn't love playing a bass? It's a pure sex instrument. That's mm. why I play it. I mean, you know, the bass, the the outro for uh, the LCD sound system cover our life. Exactly. Powerful oh, I want your love. Amazing. So, anyway, um, 
Yeah, country clap tracks uh, coming in quite a bit, which is interesting, obviously, with the controversy with Little Nas X going. He originally started on the country Billboard chart with Old Town Road because it it has roots in country. Right. Half the song, at least, is country. If you if you took away the trap beat, is a country song. Particularly when you got the version with Billy Ray Cyrus. I on mean, it. if you took away the track beat, no one would listen to it. That's true. Yeah, because <laughs> it is a bit of a Especially joke song. When you add Billy Ray Cyrus to the mix. Oh, I love a bit of Billy Ray. <laughs> you do. Achy breaky heart. Oh God, don't that's the uh, the middle to um, middle to retirement gold ticket. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think I'd ever actively go out and listen to it, but if it's on, I probably won't turn it off. Let's put it like that. <laughs> He's another candidate for being a vampire, I'll tell you what. Have you seen what he looks like now? No. Same as the 90s. I mean, exactly the same. Who doesn't look the same as the I 90s? I think the, the Cyrus, 90s was the, a magical age where no the, one ate. The Cyruses are clearly either possessed by demons or vampires or something, because obviously Miley went through a crazy well, we've all seen, Yeah, exactly. We've all seen Miley. She's definitely Billy Ray by Cyrus something. doesn't look like his age since the 90s. So, yeah, going on to the Eagles death metal gig. Yeah, everyone loves a bit of the Eagles of Death Metal. You yeah. obviously love them more than most, as well as the Support Act, the Beaches. Oh, the Beaches are great. Yeah, I was, I was really surprised, because Support Acts can be hit and miss. I've, we've seen some incredible Support Acts over the years. Blossoms, Florence the Machine, Iggy Pop, <laughs> Mars Cain. I don't know if you can quite <laughs> ca- count Iggy Pop as a Support Act, but... I yeah, mean, I suppose he was... You know, he just, was the main aim of the, the night. That was all right, I went to go see. Yeah, love a bit of uh, nude septuagenarians on stage. Oh, who doesn't? <laughs> who doesn't love them running about on stage topless? He was amazing, but yeah, yeah. Well, oh, I, they were I, I didn't right. mind. They were right. Until, yeah. They weren't rock your socks off straight away out of the box. Bear in mind, support acts quite often for the kind of gigs that we're talking about. You know, small venues. Um, lower than top line. That's headlining. Yeah, I mean... It's like Eagles Death Metal, Miles Kane in, in the in the Cabbage example. They're not top draw. Like, no, they're not the best known they're a bit artists niche, they? in the era. I mean, I think they should be. And yeah. They deserve to be because they put on those cracking two, performance. Two best gigs. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. It's probably the two best gigs, especially last year. I mean... In sense of atmosphere and performance, Miles came to everything out of the water. And given mm. the fact that went to go see Rolling Stones, Queens of Stone Stones. Age, <laughs> and Every... Astro to Monkeys as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Miles Kane, the uh, the poor brother of yes, Alex Turner. The, the poor that we saw in uh, a SU of a University of Norwich. I mean, that tells you everything you need to know. That is the mm. kind of quality gig that we go and see, and we fucking <laughs> love it. I tell you, it's basically yeah, a little bit scummy. Oh, very hipster. Very scummy, very hipster. And that's the strap line for this podcast. That is very <laughs> <A> bit <laughs> scummy, quite hipster. That's what it's going to be titled: scummy but hipster. <laughs> and that's that's what we're going for. Well, yeah, and that moves swiftly on to Camden, doesn't it? Who <laughs> <laughs> doesn't love a bit of Camden? Yeah. So yeah, the beaches. I'll, I'm going to barge in and talk a bit about them because they're great. Um, like straight off the bat. It, I don't know if it's the fact I was just in that mood in terms of the Eagles death metal. I was in that context. Love it. But came on big riffs. 
big drum beats, powerful vocals that like remind you of Riot Girl type bands. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, remind you a bit of Hole and Alanis Morissette and the great vo- uh, female bands of the nineties. Um, yeah, the listening post gigs, obviously, I can really use vocals that much. From the gig, I don't know if it's a mix or it's just. I think yeah, the, the vocals were, the vocals were a little bit the soft. Whole, the whole you? thing were a bit quiet, weren't they? But yeah, let's going back and listening to it in the past week or so. Yeah, really good. Um, for those that aren't in the know, as we are, um, <laughs> um, <laughs> young Canadian band um, that came over. They've been sporting Eagles death metal for quite a bit through North America. Um, and obviously supported them on their warm-up tour of uh, the UK prior to Download Festival, and they did play Download Festival, well, which if you listen to them and think they're too poppy, they played Download. Definitely one And that is one the to watch, heaviest of heavy metal. Yeah. But, yeah, look, great, great band, great to watch live as well. V- very much so. They, they were very much a live band. I think adding to the atmosphere that the Electric Ballroom has... I mean, it was it. They sort of brought it to a live. I think there was a, a selection of people that sort of stepped to the front, and they were like, oh, "We're yeah. just going to sit here for Eagles of Death Metal," and then ended up getting enveloped by. There were beaches. definitely people there that uh, watching beaches that were there enjoying the beaches rather than reserving their space for for Jesse to take stage. Yeah, I mean, as soon as Jesse walked on stage, everyone was ecstatic, but. The beaches did an incredible job to get you to that point, to mm. get you to the point of, oh my god, I'm at a gig, and it is fantastic. I am electric right now as electric ballroom. I wanted to go do some ballroom dancing on there because <laughs> they were that good. You're always ballroom dancing. I'm always yeah. I love the ballroom dance. Who doesn't? Bit of Argentine tango on that beast over there. Yeah, I tried to stop you from doing the flamenco, but yeah, it didn't happen, did it? No, of course it didn't. Like. Who doesn't want to do the flamenco every now and again? <laughs> Get it out there. But fantastic overall, I think. Best gig of the year so far. I know we haven't seen a great deal of gigs so far. We've been to DMAs, which is an incredible Australian band, which I don't know if... I'm, I'm hoping that more and more people are going to start listening to. I think they've got a bit of a following at the moment and a little bit of radio play on Radio X and places like that. But, a bit of absolute as well. Yeah, a bit of absolute, but I think they definitely need a little bit more airplay. I'm, I'm championing them for this year. I think they're going to you know, basically break everything and they are Britpop in Australia, basically, is how I describe it. The best Britpop that doesn't come from Britain. Yeah, that's the the tagline for them, isn't it? They're, yeah. they're incredible to listen to. The vocalist is brilliant, and obviously the other guys, the guitarists, are really good. I shouldn't yeah. have so definitely definitely go check them out. DMAs. I am terrible with names. You'll learn this through the time of listening. I know Tommy's the singer. Yeah, yeah. probably. I mean Matt and I. Can't I, te- I I'm terrible with names. I tend to call everyone chap. Or mate, <laughs> you know, <laughs> basically. Um, so I will never know any names to anyone, but I'll know the music, and and that music touches me. It's an incredible kind of sound um, that we go through. Um, so uh, yeah, that that leads quite interestingly onto Aussie bands, which we're we're quite a fan. Fan of Aussie bands, I don't know are if, you more than I don't me? Know if Aussie bands are having a bit of a moment. 
they're like if you sit down and think about it in terms of indie circles Aussie bands really dominate in terms of what you should be listening to that's current they're new they're relevant they're interesting oh a hundred percent I mean I mean we'll just list it DMAs Pond Tame Impala Psychedelic Corn Crumpets Pink is in the list wizard um Courtney Barnett oh yeah definitely uh, who else is there Many that we've probably missed out. But those are like big names. They're not bottom, apart from maybe Pond and Psychedelic Porn Crumpets. (laughs) Don't Um, go messing with the Psychedelic Porn Crumpets. They're brilliant. But, you know, you're going to see these guys just below the the headliners of festivals. And the the example of Tame Impala, the headliners, they headline Coachella this year. So, Rightly so. They're incredible. I mean... Obviously, Pond being their touring band, basically, yes. as far as we go through. Yeah, and um, Pond did do um, Coachella, I think, and they're doing Glastonbury alongside Tame Impala. Which, you know, is sensational when you sort of think Australian, but ho- whole way around the world, basically. Mm. And they are, you know, coming out of the woodwork now, the, the bands that are basically there, and they are spectacular. Obviously, Tame Impala is a massive name, but like DMAs. King Gizzard is obviously quite a big name yep. for certain I'm circles. See them later this year. Can't wait for that. You know, it's yeah, it's it's it's, a, it's one of those <coughs> ones that maybe not a lot of people have heard, but they tend to. Every album is different. Mm. The new album's very disco. Obviously, like you know, you've got certain albums which everyone likes. I know you like um, Gunboat Soup or whatever. Gunboat Soup. Yeah, um, yeah. Nonagon Infinity is brilliant. That's one of the best album, best new prog rock albums. That if you want. King Gizzard in a nutshell for all the weird stuff that they do and of course Mortal and yeah yeah oh yeah um, <laughs> yeah if you want an album that King Gizzard is about listen to Nonaga Infinity it's just brilliant nine tracks all of them borrow the same sort of styles um, the same motifs going throughout each track blends into one another so if you're listening to it by stream and it does work on vinyl as well yeah um if you just sit back and zone out and listen to it, you can't tell when the album starts, when it finishes, when each track goes into another. They're just seamless. You can listen to it for days, hence the infinity. Nice. Um, so, yeah, brilliant album, but there's plenty of others in the back catalogue. You know, if you like really fuzzy, heavy stuff, I'm in your mind, Fuzz, Oddments. Oddments, the best album they've put out. The album that I own from them, oh, spectacular. I'm very strong on that album. (laughs) It is the best album they've produced. And then you've got proper weird stuff that's so good, like um, Flying Microtone or Banana. Yeah, spectacular. Heavily borrowing from Indian-style music, you know, like using tunings similar to sitars and um, all that sort of subcontinent instrument. And it's just incredible. Like the songwriting and the slightly poppy, but not too much that it puts people off. You know, it's still a, it's very much a hipster's choice. Oh, 100%. It's very much on the edge. That's a section that we should definitely consider a hipster's choice. a hipster's choice. <laughs> which is going to be a band every week that, you know, is a, is a fringe band that never should be on the mainstream, mm. but is incredible nonetheless. 
but I think that there are plenty of bands out there at the moment, especially. I think it's going to be a great year for music as far as I think so. I can see. Um, look at look at what's already happening. Definitely done well. I think I've bought more albums this year than I. Well, you've got than I have you've got the other. emergence of Jerry Simmons, which is in, of course yeah. spectacular coming out. You've got bringing folk and country back to the British music. You got Sam Fender. Yeah, which I am very passionate about. Mm-hmm. Going to see him in December. Can't wait for it. I mean. This sort of vibe that he gives off, very political in his lyrics, but very sort of grabbing with the kind of melody um, that he produces. I just absolutely love it. I mean, I think he's probably my top artist of the year so far, which is a big shout considering what's come out already. Yeah. You know, obviously we've had Foles come out, which we're going to see. Oh, yeah, Foles two albums come out on um, Friday, Friday. We're going to see that, which I had to it remember. Is, yeah. Which is fucking soon, when you think about yeah, it. Yeah, with a new, really new wave style album, uh, oh, the God. part one. Yeah. And a supposedly more rocky part two, which we have to, to listen to. I mean, I, I don't get me wrong, I love love the kind of new wave Sunday kind of feel to that's it. That's almost trip-hoppy as well. That's, that's, that's my favourite song from the album. I know it came out early and everyone loves it, and it's spectacular. I mean, I wasn't a fan of certain songs, but... I think overall the album was spectacular. I th- it's it's one of those albums that there's there aren't tracks like my number on there. They're not, you know, there's not tracks with a poppy hook that are huge in festivals. I think there there will be tracks on there that are huge in festivals, but it's by and large it's a very consistent album yeah. at a high level. I mean, like a consistent quite, album I mean, sounds. I feel like it's yeah. quite a. An up there kind of track. It doesn't. It's sort of like the a syrup, very syrups. Alive. The syrups, syrup. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. baseline on that. Oh. Oh yeah, it's it, great. It it's... drips all over you like syrup. It's thick. Yeah, sexy. Well, that's the point, isn't it? Syrup. Yeah. It melts over you in a sound, and that is what I love about certain music is the fact that you get surrounded by it and you feel mm. thick with the music and the passion that you get around it. And that is, to me, what music should be. If you don't get surrounded by music and it's just going through you, what's the point? That's very true. You know, so I think we've, we've gone on very much about music so far. And I think we don't want to be completely music-based podcasts. And I think so. film should be introduced into a little bit of this as well. We love a bit of film and we love what's going on. I mean, exactly. I think our, at the moment, what comes to mind? John Wick 3 for me. John Wick 3, Parabellum. Oh my god. I absolutely loved the you're first a, you're two a John, lover Wicks. Of John Wick. I you? am a massive you're fan right. of it. Yeah. Like, who doesn't love Keanu Reeves at the moment? I mean, massive man fan of the year. Man of the year. Time, man of the year. But I, I don't know if he'll get it, but I think he definitely deserves it. He's one of those actors that um, has. I feel if you're, if you're into a certain type of film, it's such a special place growing up with films like Bill and Ted and then The Matrix. Well, the third Bill and Ted's coming out. Yeah. Which I, I can't. I really want to <laughs> like, watch that. I can't wait to go and see that. That's going to be the highlight of the year that it comes out. I'm not entirely sure when it's meant to be out. No, it's all right. But that's going to be incredible. But yeah, the whole gunplay, the movement, the ferocity that he shows within that, I think hasn't been seen in any other film. I think overall, 
introduces a whole new dynamic to action films like you know there's previous action films where you've got a pistol and you'll shoot 100 shots out of it whereas that you've got a pistol that's got 15 in the clip and you shoot 15 and you reload i think you you're right in that that the drum work films doesn't let action get in the way of accuracy it also doesn't let accuracy get in the way of action yeah it's a really good level between the two where i mean they call it gun food don't they yeah yeah definitely Yeah, yeah so you know incredible to watch and the choreography is incredible I mean, yeah, I I love them, and I 100%. It's the only Blu-ray I own is John Wick 1. The only one? <laughs> the only one. I've never bought a Blu-ray, but I thought, this is good enough for me to buy a Blu-ray. I think don't I've, even have I've a Blu-ray player. Got, right, <laughs> yeah. But it's just, it is, it's like, I was like, I need this on Blu-ray. I've got a very weird collection of Blu-ray. I'm not sure exactly what I've got. I've got a feeling it's uh, Wolverine Origins. Oh, which came with, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which came with my PlayStation three years ago, uh, Rush, and then Django. Which two very, yeah, very good, good films. films? Yeah, like Rush, and, spectacular. and obviously Wolverine Origins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Django you can throw out, but, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, but Wolverine Origins and sensational. I I use Django as a doorstop. <laughs> yeah. It's that bad. <laughs> That's a good good list. I mean, Wolverine, the lowest of the low compared to that. I mean, not the Wolverine because that was forgettable. X Men Origins Wolverine. You you say the Wolverine was forgettable? It largely is. It's not very good film. True. <laughs> I mean, it's no Ang Lee's Hulk. <laughs> exactly. Ang Lee's Hulk is where it's at. That's the the pro level of like superhero films. <laughs> The confusion that I have watching that. <laughs> it's just terrible. It's painful just to sit through two scenes just because of the transitions. Oh, God, yeah. And the transi- like the mid-scene like multi-shot thing that they've got the comic book panels. Uh, if you don't know what we're on about, go and watch five minutes of Ang Lee's Hulk because that's all that, will, that you'll sit through. It's not very good. It's painful. <laughs> it hurts me to watch. I'm pretty sure it's uh, illegal under the Geneva Convention. <laughs> I mean, saying the man that watched it like t- three times in a week. <laughs> yeah. And um, growing up, my mum always used to say she watched it with us. She was like, oh, "That was dreadful." And growing up, you don't not really that keyed in on what's a bad movie it was just the Hulk to me watching it again I was like oh god this is this is bad <laughs> this is terrible no no one should watch Agnes Hulk I'm pretty sure in Guantanamo Bay that is what they put mm. on to try and uh, get oh, yeah. people to talk. That's why ISIS collapsed. <laughs> they just piped <laughs> in loads of Angley's Hulk <laughs> on repeat. It's just all Angley, which yeah. is, you know, incredible, obviously. Everyone <laughs> loves it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if he's done any good films apart from that. I'm not entirely I feel sure like I should of his him back a little bit. catalogue, yeah. I mean, being a superhero fan, I obviously hated it, but... Uh, <laughs> I don't know entirely what he he's else he's done. Has he done anything good? Oh, he has. Yeah, Life of Pi. Haven't seen it. I've not seen all of it. Brokeback Mountain. I've heard it's good. Haven't seen it. Sense and Sensibility. Haven't seen it. Ice Story. Haven't seen it. Are you going to get to some common ones that I'd probably have seen? Um, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Seen it. Love it. There you go. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah, Ang Lee is Ang Lee. Well, I'm a Je- Of course, he's got Gemini Man coming up. Will yep. Smith versus the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. 
Obviously. <laughs> have you seen the trailer? For I have. Which it's is, weird, isn't it? It's, it's like, almost as weird as like when you see uh, in Civil War, Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr. as a young man talking to his father. Oh, yeah. That's the kind of CGI look face. that you get. And I'm just like, like, his face has just, you know, been smushed into some cocaine. It's all numb. Yeah, that's the dream, like that. though, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Um, I think it's going to be a very weird film, but I'm enjoying... Like, going to enjoy watching it. Watching 90s Will Smith take on teeny yeah, Will Smith. because we all know that 90s Will Smith is going to win. Yeah, of course. He's a lot better. Although, to be fair, will he be crushed under the ego of teeny Will Smith? Possibly, but 90s Will Smith has the full backing of Uncle Phil, so I think he'll be fine. Yeah, that'd be good if that was his last appearance. All right. <laughs> I'd be Uncle Phil. Yeah. Like... I mean, I feel like we should make... What's his real name? It'll always be Uncle Phil to me. Uncle Phil, yeah. <laughs> no one really knows, I don't think. I'm pretty certain his family do. But <laughs> probably. But I don't. I think probably a few people do. Maybe, probably. Mm. Just one or two. Shall we drift away from our journalistic integrity for a second? <laughs> Go for it. Um, the Beatles film is coming up. Yesterday. Yesterday. It is called Yesterday. I didn't think it was. No, yesterday is the name of it. I can't wait to go see it. Yesterday, Danny Ball, Richard Curtis. Sounds good, right? Incredible. It sounds, it sounds incredible. Yeah. I, I can't wait to go see it. I think that the premise is, is good. I think... The, the premise is an EMP or a, a power outage causes, I think, a bus to knock this guy off a bike. Well, who's, a, 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 struggling a, a, a man gets knocked off a bike. And... Struggling musician. Basically, he gets knocked out so deeply that it doesn't affect him like it affects yeah. everyone else. And, and this power, power outage, outage has something to do with the fact that the Beatles are just erased from history. Yeah, don't ask me how it, how it happens. I'm not a scientist. I'm not sure there's a lot of science in this. I, you say that. I mean, it sounds very scientific to me. But um, I think overall, it sounds like a good premise. I like the idea of... The fact that someone's going to be introducing Beatles music to probably a lot of young people that may not have heard of certain Beatles songs. I'm, I'm hoping there's going to be a lot of lesser known Beatles songs within that film. They are, oh god, what's the song that they're doing? Um, there's a piano ballad one, can't remember the name of it, you know. but I think let's just pause as long as they introduce songs that have not been heard. Obviously, you have your classics. You know, you, you're going to have... Hey Jude. Hey Jude. Yesterday, obviously. Yeah, obviously, that should be in there somewhere, I assume. But yeah, there's going to be the classic kind of Beatle back catalogue, but I think there has to be a selection of kind of songs that aren't... They're, they're well known, but they're probably not as well known. Like, my probably favourite Beatles song is Eleanor Rigby. Mm-hmm. Very good song. I don't... That's quite well known, but I don't know if someone would pick out of a lineup. Probably not, no. If that's in there, it's already one one for me. <laughs> you know, I think it should definitely be in there at some point. If it's not, I'll get on the line to Richard Curtis. Long and Winding Road, that is in the film. Um, which obviously, like I say that now, you can immediately think of it. But you say the Beatles, you, would you don't you don't think of it, do you? No. Long and Winding Road, you can you're probably singing it now in your head. So, dude wakes up to find that the world has forgotten the Beatles. He, he's the only one that can remember it. As a struggling musician, he goes and plays them, and people react like he wrote them. 
Luckily, he knows all the chords and everything. Yes, yeah, it's, it's as a <laughs> sensational yeah, musician, as an instrument player. I was thinking he must have learned all of these like in an interesting way, <laughs> or just have a book somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> well, presumably that book's disappeared unless he swallowed it. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what's going on? He there. was knocked off the bike. Thought right, better have this for lunch. <laughs> swallowed it because I don't entirely it got hit. I wouldn't say I automatically know the Beatles songs. No, I mean, you could probably go, you know, play some chords. Yeah, could you do that from memory? Maybe he just knew banjo chords. Well, not banjo chords, ukulele chords, whatever it was that John Lennon uh, could play. Maybe he just went, oh, yeah, that, that's that's the way he did it. But he has a bloody memory it. because I could not remember all the lyrics. I can barely remember the lyrics to one song, I let alone... Remember. I can't remember what day it was yesterday. So <laughs> I, if I was the guy knocked off the bike, which I feel... He's you know, highly likely. It's probably going to happen. Yeah. I do cycle and it's happened before. Um, <laughs> you know, I wouldn't be the, the, the prophet of the Beatles, is what I'm saying. No, definitely <laughs> not. I don't think you would be the chosen one that would remember the Beatles and be like, I can remember the maybe one-fifth of the first half of it, <laughs> and then I can probably remember another song which I can cut in somewhere. Just smash it together. But I, I can remember I a bit. I Beatles medley. <laughs> yeah, a classic kind of... It's just that over and over again. Yeah. Just different. I can remember that bit, but only because Gary Clark Jr. (laughs) Yeah. That Gary Clark Jr. song, yeah. Yeah. You remember it well, right? Yeah, I do. Um, So, yeah, it's it's, uh, obviously coming out soon, that film. If you like the sound of it from our description, go and watch it because it it could be interesting. Don't blame us if you hate it. I mean, we're not sure yet. We haven't seen it yet, but I think you should definitely blame out, blame out for everything. <laughs> so, Chef the Show, or the Chef oh, Show. Yeah, Chef the chef TV the show. show or something. Chef the TV Show. I don't know. The Chef TV Show. Chef the Show. Yeah. On Netflix. Oh, it's incredible. Oh. 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 <laughs> but it's, yeah. It, so, it, if you're not familiar with the film, John Favreau plays Chef. I can't remember his name. Um, he's just known who's as a very top level chef and he goes on a voyage of self-discovery having lost himself and his family not, and his not food, to death basically. and his food yeah it's creativity his spark he starts a, a food van with, with his sous chef and uh, take his son along for the ride use Twitter to go viral and it's very heartwarming uh, stomach rumbling journey Across America, involving technology, which we all love. Yeah, of course we all love. I mean, it would have been a four out of ten without the Twitter. With the Twitter, probably about eleven. <laughs> yeah. you know, social media makes the world go around. I'd, I'd love it more without Twitter, but with uh, <laughs> that's the difference. I, I, it's a fantastic film, and the, and the TUE show is basically sort of him making and training him, him and being John Favreau. Well, okay, him the being actor. the cat's mother. Um, and being the cat's mother. Yeah. Um, being John Favreau, who went out and, and basically uh, went round and, and made all these incredible dishes, like uh, Cubanos and... Um, grilled cheese. He's grilled done. cheese sandwiches. That Beignets. Be- yeah, which is spectacular. You, you go and watch it, and we were like, well, should we get in the kitchen and start putting the grill on? Because it's, it's that kind of TV show where you're like, I need to have this now. It's easy cooking, but done right and that shows that anyone can do it but 
is spectacular nonetheless. Mm. And I think that is the kind of cooking show that I love. I don't like the kind of cooking show where it's like, you've had to do this 48 hours prep mm. for this kind of work to do it in 30 minutes. Like a certain oh, Jamie, kind I'm of not, chef. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, well, but you've, you've you got him a chef. Honestly, if you tell a chef that, can't be afraid. Exactly. <laughs> and given that your brother's a chef, we know that for a fact. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I 100% back the TV show. I, I absolutely love it. Especially because they have a lot of Avengers cast in there. Yeah. Including um, Tom Holland, Robert Downey Jr., you've got Kevin Feige, you've got the Russo brothers. Yeah, you've got them all in there, and they're all talking about food and filming, filming, and, and, and everything all tucked up in one, which is incredible. You can tell that it's a passion project. Oh, 100%. Because I don't think John they Favreau, knew what they're doing. I think, um, loved being taught how to cook for Chef. And. Um, and I think he didn't. He refused to give it up basically, because he got taught how to cook properly, and the food, as he said, that the Kogi van that visited him on the set of Iron Man Two, the food was incredible. Um, so I think he didn't want to give it up. He kept the chef from the Kogi van to teach him more. He was featured heavily on the show. He's a brilliant character. Oh yeah. Um, well, not a character, just him. Well, I mean, his character is brilliant. <laughs> they pick up the characters too alright okay <laughs> yeah so yeah I think he loves sharing that with people not just the viewers at home but his friends I think it was definitely about his friends more than anyone else I think it was about him sharing his food with the people that he loves and then thus sharing it with us as well it's but the point I, of food really isn't that it? is the point of food it's, it's yeah. all about uh, homely community kind of cooking and I mm. think that is overall what brings people together yeah definitely and you see a variety of guests on there um, some you may know um, some you might not comedic characters generally yeah there's a lot of lot of comedians on there. there yeah you might be one of those you might not know but yeah it's a really good series um, well worth watch we're we're only a few episodes in. So. Three episodes, yeah, maybe. Like and I'm already kind of wanting to watch like maybe two, three series of it, even though there's only one. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know if there'll be any more of it because I think it was kind of a passion thing. So it's one and done. Okay. When, yeah, when Chef was going on and when they were filming things. Hmm. But there could be kind of like a, a, a full-on tour, which yeah. I kind of love. That was quite good. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's basically, we've been kind of watching that at the moment. Thank you for joining us on our our modest adventure into yeah chat our sort of experiment into what we think could be something voyeurism conversational voyeurism yeah sure (laughs) i mean i think it's basically a couple of guys getting smashed and chatting about a load of crap that probably people don't want to hear but we're here nonetheless and we will force it down on you and isn't that just the internet exactly See ya.